Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So that makes you an Entree Courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So let's get started, shall we? It is another weekend, Courier Nation. It's hard to believe that it's already the third weekend since starting this series. We're two-thirds of the way now through the Courier MBA series. MBA is all about mastering business attitude. Today, we're in the fourth of six episodes on the money side of your delivery business. And today, we get into something that really takes a business attitude because it's about developing discipline with our money in preparing for future expenses. Now, I work on trying to have each episode where it can stand on its own, but sometimes earlier episodes do help lay a foundation. This happens a lot today. And so you might get a little more power by going back to the beginning of the podcast and listening through some of the earlier episodes. You could do that at deliveronyourbusiness.com, or you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere where you get your podcasts and go back to the first episode and maybe go through those as we go from there. So Courier Nation, for most of us, you know, we drive, we use our cars for our deliveries. And who would have thunk that uh, when you drive three or four times as many miles as the typical driver, that your car would wear out three or four times faster than that of a typical driver? And who would have thought that if nobody is withholding our taxes for us on our income, that we would owe a huge chunk of tax on tax day? folks? One of the most important things you do as a business owner is you've got to be prepared for these types of things here, especially for the kinds of things that you just know are going to happen. There are surprises and there are things that should not be surprises. Now, we talked on uh, episode 18 about what your car really costs. And uh, in episode 17, we talked about understanding what you really do earn as an independent contractor. And the reality is that the money that comes in is not the same thing as what you are really earning. And it is important to understand that truth. And it's just as important to operate with that truth in heart and to be prepared. So let's talk about what to do with that. Courier Nation, you've got to prepare yourself for the money stuff that goes with running your business. Now, there are two big things that just have a way of blindsiding a delivery contractor. And there are things that they shouldn't because you you just, you really, when you think about it, you should just know they're coming. They shouldn't be surprises. Those are your car expenses and your taxes. Now, like I said above, you know, in, in earlier episodes, in fact, I say this over and over throughout several episodes, your car costs you a lot of money. And most of that money comes in the way of things that end up really having to be paid for later. But those things are going to happen. A good business person is ready for that. In episode 16, we talked about the importance of decreasing the miles that you drive in relation to the money you earn, because if you're not doing that, you're really not making a profit. You know, if you are 
driving so many miles that you can write off everything that you're making. The real cost of your car isn't that far off of what your write-off is, and you're just not making a profit. Ultimately, all you're doing is you're getting cash, but that cash is just a loan against the expenses of your car that will come up, and they will come up in the future. But if you're spending that cash as it comes in, you don't have the money to pay for it when that loan comes due. When you take a realistic look at what you are making, when you treat your money like a business person treats their revenue, you can be prepared for the major issues that pop up with your car and you can be prepared for your taxes. Do not treat the money that you get from the delivery companies as your pay because your pay is not the money that they deposit in your account. Your pay is what your profit is. Your pay is what's left over after the expenses. And what that means is don't spend that money as it comes in. Now, if you're using the instant pay feature that a lot of these companies are offering, stop. Stop it right now. As soon as you can stop it, stop it because that is not your pay. Okay? You've got to understand that. I know there's a convenience to it and there's times where you really feel like I need that cash. But when you rely on that instant pay feature, what happens is you're going day to day with the money and you're not giving yourself a chance to prepare for those expenses that are going to happen because of what we do, primarily taxes and your vehicle costs. So if there's any way that you can wean yourself off of that instant pay thing, if you got to spend less for a little while, if you got to find ways to earn a little bit more just so that you're getting ahead so that you can survive long enough to get that weekly pay, and then you're in a lot better place to be able to start preparing. So get off of that thing, okay? Your best way to handle things like your expenses and your taxes is that you take them out before you even touch any of that money for yourself. Okay, so I said the two major things that you have to be ready for are your car expenses and your taxes. And let's talk about the taxes first. Tomorrow, we are going to go into more detail about taxes and exactly what taxes look like for an independent contractor. But here's the deal. If you're making money, you have to pay taxes, okay? It's, it's pretty much as simple as that. And you know, even if you're a W-2 employee and you've got enough deductions that you don't have taxes or you get a refund, you're still paying taxes because if you look at your pay stub, you've got the FICA, which is your Social Security and Medicare, and that comes out no matter how much you're making. That comes out from $1. And the same thing is true as an independent contractor the problem is, is nobody's holding that money out for you. And that's where we can really get into trouble. And see, and that's the killer when it comes to taxes is, you know, we're used to our standard deduction, personal deductions, where maybe we don't have as much to pay in taxes, or you don't start having to pay taxes until you've earned a certain amount of money. That's not true when it comes to self-employment tax, which is our version of FICA and Medicare and we pay double. That tax is 15%, and it comes from dollar one of any profit that you're earning. If you're not making enough money, or if you're not making enough over your mileage to have to pay taxes, you've got to go back and think about, is this really working? Because you really aren't making money, okay? But anyway, as your pay comes in, you've got to set your your tax money aside. And this is one of the reasons you've got to get away from that instant pay because you've got to be able to get to that money first 
You've got to be able to have it. And then you've got to put it somewhere where you can't touch it because you've got to do this to stay out of trouble. I know the hard thing to do is to figure out how much you should set aside. And I can't answer that for you. I'm not a tax professional. You really do need to sit down with a tax pro if you're having trouble figuring this part out. I can tell you what I do. And understand that this is not advice. It's an example. What I do is I do a quick calculation of my taxable profit by deducting 58 cents a mile from whatever I got in. So, for example, if I drove 600 miles and I brought in $1,000, I deduct $348. That means the taxable amount is $652. And personally, I've settled on, and it seems to work well for me based on my situation, but this this all ties in with other income within the family, things like that. It's going to vary for everybody. But what I do is I then take 20% of that. And I move that immediately to a savings account. That's a savings account that is not tied to my checking, to my debit card. That is money that I do not touch until I send it into the IRS. And so in this situation, $652, 20% of that is $134. And so right away, I'm putting that in taxes, or I'm putting that into my tax savings account, that is. Now, whatever you decide is best for your formula, what you want to do is get your tax money, take that out right away. This is more important than even the vehicle part. You've just got to set that aside. Put it where you cannot touch it because you will need that money. And you know what? If if what you set aside is more than what you actually have to pay in when it's all said and done, it's pretty much the same thing as giving yourself a tax refund because that's really what a tax refund is, okay? The other side of the equation is going to be your car expenses. So many of your car costs are related to miles, your tires, your maintenance, shocks and struts, timing belt. So many of these things are things that end up having to be replaced after so many miles. So every mile you drive gets you closer to that. You've got to be ready for that because some of those are pretty big. Your tires are not cheap. The timing belt, if you've got one in your car, is really not cheap, okay? If you're spending your money as fast as it's coming in, you're not ready for those things. And and the problem with that is, is if you're spending your money as fast as it comes in, you're probably not doing the maintenance that you need to do. And what that's going to do is that's going to create even more major car problems as time goes. And then you're really up a creek because you're not ready for that either. You know, even the routine thing has become an emergency in that situation. And I just saw a driver just recently who... He posted a GoFundMe page for his car repairs. Don't be that guy. Don't be that gal. You know, be ready for that kind of thing. In episode 18, I talked about how much your actual cost of your car is. And it's something, like I said, you know, we don't think about that as an actual cost because it's not coming out of our pocket immediately. Well, you want to know the best way to take care of that? Take it out of your pocket immediately. That cost per mile is real. It is something that you do end up having to pay, but most of that is something that you've got to pay later. You pay it when those repairs come in. You pay it when the maintenance has to be done. You pay it when you get less money when you trade your car in or anything like that. But if you're taking it out ahead of time, then you are prepared, and then it's not the emergency. Do you see what I mean? In episode 18, we talked about 
how much does your car actually cost? And, and it walks through a way to go through and figure out a calculation of the cost per mile. I really recommend if you haven't listened to that, go through that and, and do a realistic calculation of what does your car cost you per mile. The problem is, is that we don't think in terms of that cost because that's money that's not coming out of our pocket right away. Do you know what I mean? It's like the maintenance that has to be done. You know, those tires, those don't have to be done for another 20,000 miles. That timing belt doesn't have to be done for another 40,000 miles. So we don't think of it because the immediacy, because it's not coming out of our pocket. Well, the best way to take care of that is get it out of your pocket. You know, take it out of your pocket now because that prepares you for those types of things. And that cost per mile is very real. But you have to set it aside as you're racking up those miles. Don't wait until the last minute for that type of a thing. And don't get yourself into a spot where you're asking for charity. So here's what I would recommend you do is you're going to want to create a vehicle fund, just like you did a, a savings account for your taxes, do another account for your vehicle costs. When you get your last deposit of the week, because I've already said this a lot of times, you've done away with that instant pay thing, right? When you get your last deposit for the week, before you touch a dollar of any of that money, what you're going to do is you are going to look at how many miles you drove in the last week. You're going to take that times the cost per mile that you calculated for your car that we just talked about. Multiply that amount and then move that total to your car fund. Move it there before you touch a dollar of what you receive from these delivery companies. So like in the example that I did earlier where it was 600 miles, well, I figured out on that on this that my car costs about 30 cents a mile. So what I do is immediately put $180 into that car account. Then when any of those expenses come up, whether it's getting gas, doing an oil change, your registration, or the major stuff, then you pull that money out of that account so that you can pay for it. You pay out of that fund and, um, you know, whether that's move that to your checking account so that you can make the payment there or, you know, whatever you've got to do that way to make that work. But what you've done then is you've made sure you've got the money and it's ready in the time that that happens because that money will be needed at some time or another. When the time comes that it's time to replace your car, well, you've been putting money aside as part of this for the depreciation, for the loss of value in your car. So what that means is you're going to get less for trading in your car or selling it than you would have if you didn't put all those miles on it. But because you've been putting that depreciation money aside, you're covered for the difference and you're in a better position then to replace that car. So, okay, you've been doing a good job with this, right? And uh, like in the examples that I did, uh, it was $134 that I was putting aside for uh, my taxes and $180 putting aside for the car account. Well, already that's that's $314 out of that $1,000, that's only leaving 600 and doing quick math here, $686. Is that enough? You know, all of a sudden, it doesn't seem like I made as much. $1,000 sure sounded a lot better, didn't it? That's why it's so important to understand ahead of time what you really are making. Because what this has done is this has made it real now, hasn't it? It's really brought that home and you figure it out now instead of getting hit with stuff later on and then finding out, man, I wasn't making enough money. 
But the question really becomes, what if it's not enough? Well, let me ask you this question. If you're working a job and the paycheck isn't enough, what do you do then? Because really, it's about the same thing. You know, it very much is the same thing. Look, doing this helps you realize what you're actually making and it prepares you for things that are coming up. But here's the deal. If you're an employee somewhere, you can't go back to your employer and say, you know what? This paycheck isn't enough. Can I, can I go get some of that FICA money and get that back? So don't do the same thing here, you know, where it's kind of like, okay, that's enough, but I'm just going to go ahead and grab that money just because I need it. Because if you do that, you get into a habit of doing that more often. When you put that money aside, you put it aside and you leave it set aside, you don't touch it. You want to have some discipline here. Leave that money in the savings and only use it for what it's there for. But what happens is then is if what's left over isn't enough, then that tells you that what you're making really isn't enough. And then you got to do something about it. All right. And it's the same thing that happens if your paycheck from an employer isn't enough. You've got to do something about it. You've got to either find a way that you make up what you need, or you got to go find something that pays better. And that's the same story here. And maybe that's the wake-up call that we might need just to say, this really doesn't pay what I think it paid, and I've got to find something that is better. That's not a bad thing. And otherwise, you just decide to get more serious about really reducing your expenses or increasing your profitability or maybe working a little bit more. And that that certainly isn't a bad thing. But you've got to do something about it other than not saving the money. You see what I mean? Folks, I know the discipline is hard, but it does get easier with practice. There's a book out that's called The E-Myth. And it states that most people who call themselves entrepreneurs, they're not really entrepreneurs because they don't have the mindset and they don't do the actions, the things that actually go with being a business owner. And I know I, I call the website the Entree Courier, and it's named after the, it's you know the Entrepreneur Courier, and it's kind of that same idea. That uh, but the truth is there also that most independent contractors they really aren't the business owners that they think they are. Uh, because they're not developing that business owner mindset. They're not developing the discipline that's needed sometimes, and they're not making the business decisions. They're just spending the money as it comes in. And the problem with that is the ones that who do this, who just spend the money as it comes in, they don't pay attention to these things. They're the ones that are going to get blindsided by the expenses. They're the ones that are going to have to put up a GoFundMe to pay their taxes or to uh, repair their car so they can keep driving. They're the ones that get the reality forced upon them that they really are being exploited by this whole independent contractor status. And and I think most drivers really are. The whole point of this website is to help you take control and you be the one in control of all this so that you're not exploited, but you take advantage of your status. It can be really hard to develop that discipline to do the savings that you need to do. And we don't think that we do that with our paychecks, but here's the reality is that's because it's already done for us in the withholdings and the deductions. But when you can start doing that yourself, there's an amazing thing that happens. You start, you know, one, it starts to become a habit, but as you do this, you actually start to feel like you're in control. You feel empowered. You're business owner mindset builds. And that is an incredible feeling. So when it comes to taking control of your money, folks, 
I really encourage you, be the boss here. Take control of your money before it starts to control you. And with that, that puts episode 20 in the books today. So I invite you to come on over to our website at deliveronyourbusiness.com or you can go to entrecourier.com. They kind of both get you to the same place. Deliver On Your Business takes you to the podcast page. You can scroll through a previous post there, older blog posts, different things like that. You can see some of the things that we've posted on some social media. You can look us up on Twitter or Facebook or even on LinkedIn because we're talking about being professionals and business owners. So LinkedIn actually kind of makes some sense. Look for Entree Courier there. And you can look for our podcast, of course, on all of the main podcast channels. Folks, as always, I like to save this for the last part of the episode because... I don't like to ask a question or ask a favor if I haven't earned the right. So if you found any of this information useful, if there's anything helpful, can you help spread the word? Can you share us on social media? Can you tell other drivers or couriers who are independent contractors that could use this information that, hey, this is out there for you? If you can leave a review on uh, iTunes or Stitcher, those reviews help us get found. If you can help spread the news, what happens is then we can help more people succeed in their business. One last thing that I say and ask is please go out there, take control of your business, take control of your money, take control of your life. Go and be the boss. 